Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Kansas won. That's the over-under. Won. And I'm taking the under, baby! Pete <laughs> <laughs> Thamel! In playing my role, Houston Baptist lost their OC and their quarterback. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> and SI's Pat Forty! Wow, fit Dan Wetzel for a new pair of khakis. He's on board! <laughs> Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan! Alright, welcome to the pod... It is Memorial Day weekend. Whether you're at the real Shady Gators or your own personal Shady Gators, we hope you enjoy your weekend and thank you for including us to listen. Uh, hey, I wanted to say this. I, I keep saying it at the end of our podcast. Sully's encouraging me to say it at the beginning. Our podcast, I don't know how many people listen to the end. That's the thing. Maybe listen to the beginning. A lot of you are listening at the beginning, at least, though. But we assume anybody listening to this podcast just before Memorial Day weekend is pretty much the core audience. <laughs> okay, you you like the podcast. You don't stumble <laughs> upon a college football podcast in May 28th or whatever this is. So we appreciate you. Our audience has been, uh, our growth has been spectacular. We're up not just year over year, but somehow month over month, even though there's no games going on. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the stability and professionalism that uh, Sean Sullivan has brought to us as as, as our producer. Amen to that. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. you got one hundred percent. It's phenomenal. But we Imagine appreciate keeping us on the rails. <laughs> yeah, keeping us on the rails, getting the show out, allowing us to do it all year round has been big. So we're not just having these big gaps in the thing. So we appreciate that. But we appreciate all of you listening. Uh, we love doing this podcast. I think I speak for all of us that it's like a, a awesome uh, break in our week. We we laugh. Obviously, we have a good time doing it. I think you can hear we laugh. Uh, maybe they get tired of me. I don't know, <laughs> but I enjoy it. We want to keep doing it. We plan on keeping doing it. It's not like this is going to stop. But the one way to make sure that we are able to keep doing this is continuing to grow. So we're hoping to encourage you guys to continue I know a lot of you do it, but spread the word about this podcast. That's how podcasts grow. Tell your friends, any sharing on social media or a message board or a text or anything you can do to keep the podcast growing um, would be huge because we're kind of at a, a really good point where 
Uh, it's becoming a much bigger deal than maybe we ever thought. We, we started this with kind of a idea we we're going to do it our way, which is not necessarily the proper way. Certainly, we were told it was not the proper way, but whatever. <laughs> we're still here. If you can help us grow this podcast, it's like a multi-level marketing deal. And much like most of those, you don't get any money, but don't worry, neither are we. Um, so is this just, where you introduce the pyramid scheme? Dan? I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> if you get a friend, then they, yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing at the end of this. There's nothing. But at least we're not we're even selling honest. energy drinks. Like it's, it's no, not even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're just trying to get us more listeners, but we, yeah, I mean, again, if you're listening on Memorial day, I assume you like it. If you hate listen and find more people to hate listen. I don't know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll take you one way or the other. If you sit there and say we're all idiots, that's fine. Or you could just incite another chicken war. We're due for a new entry. So we anyone are. who could do that. Yeah. I, other than Sully, the chicken wars have really been. Uh, what's, uh, what's no, left, we got a new entry. Pop with the do. black and chicken. Plus uh, that Pringles, the Pringles. Oh yeah, uh, we got uh. we got Pringles chicken potato chips. We have a blackened oh. chicken sandwich from Popeyes, and somebody was trying to pitch the pilot uh, truck stop gas station chicken sandwich. I said we draw the line at gas station chicken. That, there are there are there's great gas station chicken out there, Pat, but not pilot. I don't trust the Haslam's to feed me anything, but. <laughs> I don't draw. You speak for yourself. I don't draw a line at anything. I mean, okay. Well, I'm drawing the line. My line. <laughs> I am not going to pilot for a chicken sandwich. Pilot doesn't <laughs> excite me too much. You snob, Pat. I'm sure I'm going to be worse. Acai bowls sooner than later. <laughs> no, I'm losing yeah. this ball. All right. I take back what I said. Don't listen. <laughs> don't tell anyone about this. This is. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for the amazing growth. It really is. It's we get these numbers and we're. Kind of like, really? All right. Anyway, let's talk some college sports news. And the big one that came out Thursday was um, two members of Congress, Chris Murphy of uh, Connecticut and Bernie Sanders of Vermont, have introduced the College Athlete Right to Organize Act. Uh, this uh, basically would deem any college athlete who gets a scholarship. I don't believe it even has to be a full scholarship. It would deem those athletes to be employees of their university. And then it would allow via uh, the amendment of the National Labor Relations Act, the opportunity to allow the athletes to bargain collectively. Uh, Multi-employer bargaining units is how it would be described. Uh, so they would be able to negotiate, create a union and negotiate across all all the schools. It would not change the tax status of college athlete scholarships. So those would be still, I believe, tax free. This is the plan out there. Now, this to the NCAA, I'm going to believe, is Armageddon. This is the last thing they want is unionized college athletes at all different levels of sport college sports will be dramatically different if this goes through. I don't believe this will probably pass. I am not your congressional uh, correspondent, but I'm guessing it probably will not make it. To rehash the same argument we've been making for years, this is what happens when you guys stand around and do nothing for years and years and years and come up with small problems 
that stop major progress and argue like, well, what do we do if Trevor Lawrence has a Nike deal and his school is an Adidas school or vice versa, whatever it is. And by doing nothing, next thing you know, Bernie Sanders, uh, who, who is interested in one thing, and I don't believe I've never seen much of a college sports enthusiast here, is in your business. And so they have, they have to get this done. Commissioners, athletic directors, presidents, Mark Emmert, all of them have to do something or this is eventually coming somehow and maybe sooner than they they can even fathom. So this is not what college athletics wants. I'm not 100% behind any of this. This is where you're at when you do nothing and invite the government to fix your problems that you just seem incapable of even addressing. No, exactly. You Guess what? You, you just brought this on yourself. You brought basically your worst case scenario upon yourself. Please, Congress, help us. Oh, oh, we don't want this kind of help, Congress. Never mind. Wait a minute. Don't help us to the point where you're going to actually make college athletes employees, which if you have listened to Mark Emmert, and we all have, for years, that's been the line and, you know, the ultimate like doomsday line for him is when you go down this road and all of a sudden you become employees, then things are basically totally out of any sort of realm of college athletics or anything the NCAA envisioned or wanted or could handle. Uh, if you if you now, if Congress is going to get this thing to pass, which I agree with you, Dan, I think that's probably not likely. But the fact that this has been put on the table by some very prominent members of the Senate is another shot at the NCAA of like, well, you said for us to help you. Here we are. We ain't listening to you how you want us to help you, but but we're taking charge here. You you let us in the door, and now we're we're going to rearrange the furniture on you. You know this again makes it all the more imperative for the NCAA to figure this thing out on terms that are not just completely out of the box for everyone. You know they they dragged their heels for decades. Then they they arrived last May, like a year ago, at their big announcement, we are going to have NIL rights, and then they had no plan. The teleconference with Gene Smith and Val Ackerman and Mark Emmert, and Mark just turning to them like, well, what do you think? And they're like, eh, well, we're working on it. I mean, it was just, it was pathetic. I mean, just the, the lack of concrete ideas. And so now you fill the vacuum with other ideas that maybe you don't want, but here we are. Well, the NCAA uh, Board of Governors just met and they decided that uh, Mark Emmert's not going to be extended to 2032. He's done such a good job <laughs> leading them doing nothing um, as, you know, this deadline is is looming. I, I was talking to uh, an athletic director yesterday and I mean, we're about we're on the precipice of the most transformative change that we'll see in college sports in this generation, you think that's fair, guys? That's not an overstatement. Sure. Like this, yeah. this is going to hundreds. Yeah, the 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 person brought up a great point. They said the NSA rule book is literally written to prevent what is about to happen, right? Like all the fundamental tenets that the NCA and its rules have been built on are about to be reversed. It is a seismic paradigm overhaul for the industry, and we're up, they're a month away with no plan, like. Can you imagine Apple, Amazon, like they're about to like totally change their entire business structure. It's the, the date is essentially one month away and they have no idea how they're going to do it. And they're so paralyzed that they are going to let outside outside entities because 
we, we've had this conversation a couple of times in recent pods. Like college presidents know very little about college athletics because they're doing their job. They're running a university. They may spend 5% of their time on it. The only people who know less about college athletics than college presidents are these senators and congressmen and women who are putting together these bills. So you, Mark Emmert's whole tenure has been subletting out big decisions. Oh, there's a federal investigation into basketball. Hey, Condoleezza Rice, come on down. You take some bullets, right? It's an organization where when a problem is presented, their only reflex is to form a committee. Well, at a certain point, they have to show some backbone, some fortitude, some vision, and put together a plan. Like, there is no plan. It is galling that a billion-dollar business is on the cusp of transformative change and has no idea and no leadership to get it there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he gets a ton of blame here, and as does the board that protects him. Yep. But this is all hands on deck. If these guys are as opposed to this as they say they are, there was a lot of kick in the can down the road by a lot of people that had juice for a lot of years. Uh, there's going to be the blame should be spread dramatically. But yeah, I mean, this what <laughs> probably won't pass. Probably. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. I don't know, right? Uh, probably right. won't pass. This is the idea that you just were worried about anybody making a dollar on anything and you had to hoard everything and never you fought stipends like like they were an existential threat to everything, that you cried wolf <laughs> on everything. The $200 a month stipend is going to kill us every single thing you dragged your feet on and now here you go and it's like if you continue this of uh, this one may not pass but eventually something's going to pass and this gets bipartisan real quick look at these votes on NIL like it started with California yep. which is legislature is a one political swing and they fought and fought and they just got they had a lobby and they got that passed. And now every state in the country, I don't care wh who, what party controls it. These votes are like, you know, 112 votes to one in the House of the state house. Yeah. Uh, so this can go really quick the other way. You can't count on what are we going to do here? Maybe this group will say no. Maybe this will say yes. There's a lot of I think Murphy's always working with uh, Senator Moran from Kansas on stuff that, that this is like the one of the things they actually, you know, they agree on is two very different. This is something uh, they, they deserve what's coming to them. But I think if it, it, it this would be one of the biggest uh, moves getting done against uh, in, in changing college athletics. And while uh, there'll be all sorts of people complaining that the government did it, it's the NCA did it to themselves. And yeah. the NCA is made up of ADs and commissioners. No doubt about it. That's the thing is, you know, th this, you can complain about Congress all you want, but the, the, the NCAA begged for congressional help. So, again, you, you get what you ask for, except you may not get any control over what you ask for. And that's where we are. All right. We want to do a little futures betting here. We are deep, deep, deep in the offseason. <laughs> so why not start thinking about how we can lose money in the fall? I think that's... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the same totals. degenerates listening on Memorial Day are, are ready to put in future bets. Like if you're, yeah, if you're sitting on the beach right now thinking about what Louisiana Tech's going to do this season, you you are our people. You yes. are our people, and so we're here for you. So 
Uh, the win, there's a, a, a win totals out there. You know, I mean, we got everything from Alabama, uh, 11 and a half to Akron, two and a half. Or I, I think Kansas is one, one win. <laughs> um, hey, don't skip over uh, the, the vaunted Minutemen. One and a half, baby. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. What's the combined? Might, what's the might. combined? UMass, UConn, New, New England, four. United, over under. Yes. four. Can, they'd four. be four total. Okay. Four total. Can you parlay that? Could you parlay? Man, give, me, give me the under. Give me the under. We need our, our friends at three. BetMGM to, to get a New England United win total. Yeah, you can tease it down to three and a half. The New England then, United bet. Get Kansas in there. Five wins between the three. The triumvirate of suck. Just need a bowl game from one of them, baby. <laughs> um, yes. Anyway, let's do this. So this is how I want to do it because we like to draft everything because it's a lazy gimmick. And that's what yeah. we're about here. We'll start a draft. You get first pick on which one of these bets you want to do most. And then we'll just kind of go along until we get bored with the segment. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. That sounds Pat, good. I was uh, mad. You guys talked a bunch about football in the pod that I missed. Uh, I know. When I was driving through the, when I was we driving did that just Carolina, to taunt you. you, you just you, to taunt you. You made it a point to mock me, and you were like mm-hmm. talking about like obscure Cincinnati. Like mm-hmm. I was like, man, like this is like this. That was actually like mean, you know. Like it's like this is like the one pod I can contribute to in the off season. And Pete's yeah, you guys angry were, like, didn't get to me. discuss Sauce Gardner on the pod. Yes, I love Sauce Gardner. If you want to have a, a you, this is your chance. If you want to draft the Kent. <laughs> <laughs> five over under it, it, the, the the floor is yours what bet uh, oh yeah no, mo- i'm not taking anybody mainstream come on like of course you, yeah, you, you got go. right. to your just had an article about him come on now all state oh yeah he's he's he's, he's heavy uh, on odds ball are state. odds are three to five that pete Famel will take the over on ball state <laughs> we know that <laughs> all right pat i'm gonna grant you the first pick because you okay. show up at all the podcasts unlike some people who miss them so you've there had you go. very good attendance lately. Go ahead. Let it be noted. Thank you. You need something at the end of the school year for good attendance. So I appreciate that. So first pick, I am taking Iowa and the under. The total is eight and a half. Uh, and Iowa is always in that realm, you know, under Kirk fans. They're going to win seven, eight, nine. But eight and a half with this schedule. They open Indiana at Iowa State. Two very tough games. Could lose them both. If they're 0-2 there, then they've, they've started poorly before and rallied. But after that, you also have Penn State from the East Division. So you've got Indiana and Penn State you've got to deal with. You are at Wisconsin. You're at Northwestern. While Northwestern's going to take a step back, that's not going to be easy. Anyway, I can, I can very easily find four losable games. Indiana at Iowa State, Penn State at Wisconsin. Maybe you win one of those, and that gets you on the right side of it, but then you got to win all the rest of them. I'm going to suggest that they drop at least four games and end up with eight, so take the under with Iowa. As advertised, I'm going uh, to stay on brand. I scoured the list that, that Pat sent to us. The one that jumped out at me was New Mexico. Ooh. New Mexico at four. Mm. So they open Houston Baptist, who's good, but they open Houston Baptist at home on a Thursday. Look forward to watching that September 2nd. Then they have New Mexico State. They go to Texas A&M. They'll take their beating and their check. And then they're at UTEP. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking New Mexico leaving September has got three wins. Hold on. Does Houston Baptist count? Because it's not (laughs) FBS. (laughs) Yes. 
Isn't that our CVS school too? <laughs> CVS yes. in the driveway school, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's the you CVS see. drive-through, but does it count as a in the gambling purposes? Yeah, yeah, it's regular season win totals, right? That what it yeah. says. Yeah. Yes, regular season windows. It's not bowl. Uh-huh. There's no conference title game. All right. Regular season win totals. Do you think Houston Baptists for swag should like hang the receipts out of the back of their helmets? You know those really long CBS <laughs> receipts you get? Like when you go to CBS? Like they 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 come out, it's like tinsel, like from for the Christmas tree. <laughs> you got quarterbacks wearing like towels that, instead of the towel yeah. it needs to be a CBS. Do you think they could get some where CBS the, where receipts? The receipts? I think that would really yeah. can you imagine like the receiver running for a touchdown? He's got the receipts like dangling <laughs> off his belt behind him. Um <laughs> that's it. Anyway. Oh, you, you go in, you buy any perspirant. Tylenol and, you know, pick up a Diet Coke and your your receipt is a foot and a half long. I don't get it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) People who really don't listen to our pod are going to be like, why are they talking about CVS? Houston Baptist, I believe, is a CVS like in the parking lot of the stadium. Is that right? No, not. No, the the stadium only has one side. Mm -hmm. It has bleachers on one side of the stadium. And on the other side, (laughs) the field ends and there is a a strip mall with that leads to the CVS. The CVS drive-through to the pharmacy. You could be picking up your prescription and, and turn and look through the passenger seat and watch the game. And it's third and eight. The, You're like, the oh, CVS is, is part here. of the stadium. It's not next to the stadium. It's where the stadium is supposed to be. Might as well be the Buccaneers and yeah. the ship. It's basically That's the same right. thing. That's right. Yes. Beautiful. So. This is uh, in, in playing my role. Houston Baptist lost their OC and their quarterback. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> the quarterback, Pat, you should know Bailey Zapp, Z A P P E, is now at Western Kentucky. So the OC really? and the quarterback both went to Western Kentucky. The quarterback is very good. So Houston Baptist is going to roll into Albuquerque, not at the same caliber that you may have expected to see when you were picking up your prescriptions last year. All right. So I think the Lobos with Terry Wilson, because as we know in this podcast, everything comes back to the state of Kentucky. Right. So Terry Wilson, the old Wildcat quarterback, is uh, is transferred to New Mexico. I certainly don't want to gift him the job. Over the other five quarterbacks who started for New Mexico last year, including a walk-on <laughs> freshman uh, in their final game. But let's just say they beat Houston Baptist, beat New Mexico State, and they win at UTEP. I think they find two more games in that league. I, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a stretch at all. You know, UNLV obviously is went winless last year. Utah State's Fresno. The uh, I think the Lobos are a uh, are a tasty four spot there. Danny Gonzalez in year two of his uh, rebuild. They play that funky 3-3-5 defense. Uh, Rocky Long is their defensive coordinator, which is is worth a win in itself. Yeah, I can just see the mockery. The, the mockery I am already face. regretting not putting parameters on this. <laughs> Pete, you are now regulated to only pick power five schools. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> or the gamblers you, listening you to this cannot, band can make the same money. You cannot right, break down the FCS right. opponents to that same, level. Yeah, of, yeah. Just, okay. just be like easy win. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna go with a big time program here. Uh, I uh, see this little. This is this is uh, this is tasty. Liberty nine wins. Mm. I am taking the over. Mm. On that. Mm. I am taking. 
Malik Willis is the quarterback at Liberty. He is the Trey Lance of the 2021 season. Everyone's excited about Malik Willis. He had a very good 2020 season. Uh, former Auburn recruit. Uh, he is the quarterback down there with uh, with Hugh Freeze and the dental chair. And he is uh, a Liberty schedule. Campbell, Troy, Old Dominion, at Syracuse, at UAB, Middle Tennessee, Louisiana Monroe, North Texas, UMass, at Ole Miss. Then they get the Raging Cajuns, and then they get Army. I, I Nine and zero heading into Ole Miss, and then can they win one of those last two? Or wow, the Hugh Freeze revenge game. The Hugh Freeze revenge game, game with Scheduling an undefeated Liberty. Yeah, could be unbelievable. That, Just oh, that over under is going to be a buck twenty in that game. <laughs> and uh, there's probably still players in that team he lied to and said wouldn't be. Uh, we were no, nah, there's no uh, violations I'm sure. here. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, they ought to at least bring in like the, the whoever is calling in Tampa. She could throw out the. That's a. That's what. That's how. Uh, that's how Lane control. That's yeah. Trust me. Don't put it past Lane. He will. Ceremonial coin flipper uh, <laughs> happens to be. Uh, we. I don't know where we found her. We just dialed up this number. Anyway, uh, I'm taking the over on that. I think they can do it. I think they can do it. That's nine. You know, might have to. Might be an army game at the end where I'm sweating it out. But right. I like Liberty and the over on that. All right, back well, to you, Pat. I like that pick, I got to say. And I, there's so many of these that I've looked at where it's going to come down to like one game on the schedule, at least yeah, in theory. The, you know, it's the like Vegas has also looked at the schedule. Yes, yes, they have. <laughs> yeah, they, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas has done their work on this. Shot. They also looked and were like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. We should live pod that Liberty Ole Miss game. That would be that. Oh, those man. are our people right there. I can assure <laughs> you. So if you're listening now because of our impassioned uh, plea at the beginning for the first time, if nothing else, tune in the week of the Liberty Ole Miss game because <laughs> yeah. it's. <laughs> right. We'll it's debate going. which coach hates Pat more. We can do dramatic readings of Pat's meanest Lane Kiffin column and dramatic readings of Pat's meanest Hugh Freeze columns. Going to be Ooh. good. Yeah. That's, <laughs> there there are Bobby Petrino. I think he got off easy. Yeah, there are some to choose from. Yes. No, no, that would take that would take some serious research. Sully's yeah. earning his paycheck that week, going back and finding <laughs> all the negative columns Pat's written about you freeze. <laughs> all right. Am I up second round here? Second round. Second round. Okay. I am I am going into Pete's backyard here, but counter-programming him. I'm going into the Mac, and I am taking Central Michigan to hit the over on 6.5. By the so, way, you mock me, and then you go Liberty Central Michigan back to back. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but we've got a really good point there. there. I, I am not going to break down the Central Michigan Robert Morris game the way you broke down New Mexico Houston Baptist, okay? But I am going to say that Central Michigan is going to beat Robert Morris and six other teams to get to seven wins. I think they got 10 starters back on offense, 10 starters back on defense, third year for Jim McElwain. Uh, you know, he's getting more of his guys in there. He's a good Mac level coach. Uh, and I think other than Ball State, I'm not sure there's anybody on the schedule necessarily uh, within the league that's going to be able to beat him. They'll lose to Missouri. They'll lose to LSU. They'll beat Robert Morris. They need to beat Florida International probably. 
and then just pick up the pieces from there and get get me seven wins. Go chips, fire up chips, as they say. Just giving them giving that Toledo game away, huh? I am. Yeah, I know your boy, <laughs> Jason Candle. Give him, tell him he's got bulletin board material. To, to counter my reputation here, I am going to draft NC State as my next one. I think they will go over the six wins as uh, as as predicted by our friends in the desert. They open with USF, which we're still going to assume stinks. They go to Mississippi State, which I would think they'll be favored in. Uh, NC State brings back, I believe, 17 starters from uh, from last season. Their offense drastically improved with Tim Beck back as the coordinator. Devin Leary, their quarterback, is a solid plus ACC guy. So they have the ACC's leading tackler, Peyton Wilson, the the, the linebacker who was uh, who was first team All ACC last year. Their left NC State's left tackle is going to be a first round pick. Like they're they're a talented team. This could be now. Dave Dorrance had some talented teams. This could be one of their better, deeper teams. They're very good on the defensive line in sort of the taffy pull behind Clemson uh, to see who's going to be number two in the ACC. I, I think NC State at least has an argument. So I think they'll get past. Six wins fairly easily. Furman's a gimme. Louisiana Tech is never a gimme, but they should be fine. And then they got to find wins between BC at Miami, Louisville at home, at Florida State, at Wake Forest, Syracuse. uh, You can chalk up as a win. And then they have uh, UNC at home on senior day. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll have much trouble uh, getting to seven. So I am going to take perpetually overlooked and underrated wolf pack. All right, I'm going to take Michigan. The number is eight. And I'm going to take the over. What? I, think I am going to take the really? over on Michigan. I think wow. the last year was a disaster. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of... Uh, there, it, 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 it's it's shaded by how bad last year and, and the perception that Harbaugh has been a disaster at Michigan. When they are not a disaster, they just can't win the Big Ten. And there is a big gap between beating Ohio State and making a playoff or a Big Ten title and winning eight, seven games. That's what they're counting on here. All right, you look at this schedule. Now, they're going to have to count on quarterback play. They haven't had it. Uh, J.J. McCarthy's coming in as the, the hot shot freshman. Maybe that's it. They got Western Michigan. They got Washington at home is obviously a swing game. Then they get NIU, Rutgers. I'm, I'm looking at this as at Wisconsin is an L. At Ohio State at home is an L. Other than that, at Penn State, I don't know what kind of Penn State team there is. Northwestern lost a ton. Indiana, we'll see how good they are. Uh, I think there's plenty of places for them to, to get one, let alone two more wins in this thing. Uh, there's a bunch of fairly games they should win. I think they get to nine wins. I certainly think they get to eight, and it's at least as a push. I'm not really worried about seven and five. That's why I take them. I think it's a value bet. You're gonna get. You're gonna get your push. Maybe you get uh, get to nine. If that's eight and a half. Might not make this pick, but I'm going to take the over on Michigan at, at eight. Wow, fit Dan Wetzel for a new pair of khakis. He's on board. <laughs> How about that? I, I, Can I mean, we like, do a side like Bush Light bet on that, Dan? <laughs> I'll, I'll bet it. I'll bet it. All right. You know, yeah, kind of one of these. So eight, so eight is it. It's the push. Okay. Eight's the push. I, I don't the, think they're going seven and five. They may go eight and four, but you got to look at what if if you're not going to lose, it's a free bet. Yeah. Are you playing corner? <laughs> yeah. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
That, Michigan, oh, they'd get out of bed and win seven games. Except for last year when they won, like, what, two? It was, yeah, they it stayed was in bed. COVID. <laughs> they had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pete. They just aren't that, that talented. Like, no, eventually, when you're not talented and you don't have a defensive line, you don't talented. have a secondary. They're not talented at Ohio State level. They're talented by Big Ten level. They are yeah. talented. They're just not elite. Eight, yeah, nine and three is not a great season. We're not looking. What four game? What five games do you think they're losing here? Would you fire him at nine and three, Dan? I might, but I, yeah. that's not the bet. I know. I'm just depends uh, how that I'm nine and three curious. goes. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm just saying. The only way you lose the bet is if they lose five games. They have to lose to Washington, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, and then they have to basically lose to Indiana or at. Nebraska, like what? Rutgers at home. I mean, Rutgers I, was triple overtime last year, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm counting on it. I'm just saying, five losses. You have to have five losses. That's a good bet. Michigan yeah, no, doesn't we, lose five go- games very often. Without the hook at eight and a half at a solid eight, uh, yes. If I it's think eight you got and a half, you got no, a pretty eight, good chance to lose. at least get a push. Uh, I can't lose at eight and four. So if they lose four of those games, yeah. anyway, go ahead. Now, the, the interesting thing, and that somewhat. It's like basically how you and I are looking at Indiana. Okay. You look at Indiana as a win for Michigan. I look at Indiana as a loss for Iowa. Like I'm pretty bullish on Indiana to actually continue doing what they're doing. They brought in a bunch of good transfers to go with several really talented uh, holdovers from last year. So the Indiana is going to be one of those litmus test games when we get down to deciding who gets the bush light after on all this later on. No Kane Womack scares me a little there. Yeah, well, that's yeah. They've they've had to replace some guys before on the on the coaching staff and and done okay, but we'll see. That I mean, that's a legitimate concern. All right, so third round here, I am taking the under on Auburn. Auburn's number is seven. I think if you're playing in the SEC West, I would be tempted to take the under on everybody not named Alabama, just because they are going to chew each other up in most years. And then here's what you factor in. Non-conference at Penn State. I'm not sure, like Dan said, I'm not sure Penn State's great, but you you go on the road into Happy Valley, 109,000 people going berserk there. I think you're going to take an L there. Uh, you're going to lose to Georgia. You're going to lose to Alabama. You're going to lose at A&M. That's four losses. I think you lose one or two of at LSU and at Arkansas. I, I oh, and, oh, and don't forget Ole Miss. Ole Miss is this is the best Ole Miss team uh, that we've seen in a while. So, again, I'd feel I'd feel better with the under, like hitting the under if it was seven and a half. But even at seven, I'll go ahead and take it. I hate to admit this, but that was I was going to pick them uh, mm. at, it, it, for this Auburn is Auburn. The under was was going to be my next pick. So I always hate it. When I agree with Pat, uh, you know, our, our listeners know that that always scares me when we're picking games. That, that's a good pick. I do think there will be some Brian Harson adjustment there too, Pat. You know, like yeah, just right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like that, there will be a learning curve for old uh, for old Brian when he uh, when he arrives. But I have to get us out of the mainstream here. And uh, I am going to take Nevada mm. over seven and a half. I am very bullish on Nevada. Uh but like if there if a bandwagon for Nevada this season could start, I would like to be at the uh, at the forefront of it. Uh, Carson Strong, their quarterback. Uh, we all watched the Potato Bowl because we're degenerates, right? Um, he torched Tulane in that bowl, and I feel like he could be the 
West Coast quarterback of next season that rises up and becomes a first-round pick. Now, if I say a la Zach Wilson, I am not saying Carson Strong is going to be the number two pick in the draft. But he could be a guy who was lightly regarded going into the season or not talked about a lot who could rise up draft boards. He's big. He's strong. They play in that air raid, really highlights his uh, arm. You're going to have a lot of opportunities, a lot of easy throws. They uh, they also return just a, lo- a lot of talent around him. There's 11, 11 super seniors. They have uh, they have two really intriguing players, Elijah Cooks, their receiver, who was hurt in the opener last year against Wyoming, is uh, is, is going to be back in 2019. He had eight touchdowns, almost a thousand yards receiving, and they have the best tight end in another receiver who's the probably the best receiver in the Mountain West. So N- Nevada is kind of locked, loaded, veteran. They have a really intriguing schedule. Like, don't be surprised if you wake up and, and they're ranked in the top 20 come the end of September. They they open at Cal, and then they have Idaho State at home, and then they're at Kansas State. So a bet for them to get to eight is based on them winning one of those two non-league games. Both Cal and K-State are probably fairly gettable. Then they go to Boise, so you could sweat this one now because they could be 1-3 and on October 2nd, but I really feel like they will be the hands-down Mountain West favorites. Air Force scares me a little bit. They're they're another team I thought of in the over-under. Because Air Force, like, this is the year that everybody has everybody back, but Air Force has, like, everybody back because they had a bunch of guys basically take, like, gap years last year. Mm -hmm. So uh, Air Force is going to be loaded. They wouldn't be a bad bet for uh, for the over. But I really feel like Nevada has the kind of roster that could really dominate the Mountain West this year. And uh, Jay Norvell, their coach, I think will be uh, will be a hot coach um, come come the carousel next season. So, I am I am all in Ching in Reno. Let's pull the handle. Go Wolf Pack. Two different words. Yes. Two different words. Copy editors everywhere. Shutter at the Wolf Pack. <laughs> I'm going to take LSU and the under on eight and a half. Thought about Texas A&M here. Talk about Florida. I think I get better value on t- LSU taking the losses in those games. No idea what LSU is going to be about this year. I don't know that this, this isn't going to carry them out of control. I don't know what Ed Ogeron can do. Huge game to start the season at UCLA. Can Chip Kelly finally get this thing going? I mean, this is a big game for Chip Kelly. Freshman Spencer James at wide receiver from All-American <laughs> South Crenshaw High School. He has not made his commitment yet, so I don't know. He At one point, he was a soft commit. Then he got shot. Then he had all sorts of drama with Liv. And there's a lot going on in the show. A lot. I can't get into it all. But big game there. But after that, you're at Mississippi State. Flor- there's Florida, Alabama, and Texas A&M. I think that's three losses right there. You're at Mississippi State at Ole Miss. I'm not sure what Ar- Arkansas is a little scary. And you've got this at UCLA game. I think any they're also at Kentucky, which is interesting. There's just a whole bunch of games in there where you could lose that fourth game. And so there's a lot of I think there's a lot of bullets in the chamber that LSU could end up eight and four or even seven and five. And I'm sitting pretty in my eight and a half. So I'm taking LSU and the under. Can we bet on LSU fans drinking the Rose Bowl dry? <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's a culture. It's going to be a 
oh, culture boy. clash there in yes. Pasadena. <laughs> yes, there will be. Oh, we have to mother. break out the time Pat and I had to get a ride in the Pasadena <laughs> Police Department <laughs> prison <Yeah>. transport. <laughs> it's a true story. We were sort of locked up. You're not going to be able to get a ride in that thing when the Tigers come to town, though. No, be full. no, it'll be full. I, Pat and I can attest they have little, yeah, they will lock you in the back of a van and you're not getting yes. out. There's no handle no. on that door. No, we there's not. We were technically arrested, but like we couldn't get out. So we were put in not, the back with the wire <laughs> mesh between us and the driver. And, yeah, no, no handle in the back. And, yeah. Yeah. We'll tell the whole story another time, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. a great moment at 2 a.m. outside the Rose Bowl. The only sober people got arrested. That yeah. was the thing. <laughs> Two people were sober at the Rose Bowl that night. Pat and yeah. I in <laughs> jackets and ties. Yeah. And somehow we're the ones who end up in the back of the thing. Oh, sad, sad night. <laughs> How has this happened? I'm like, of all the games I went to, this is the one. <laughs> all right. Well, it's a long story. We'll tell it another time. All right, Pat, yeah. who do you got? Okay. Round four. Fourth round pick. Uh, this one is a risk based on schedule, but I am taking Stanford in the over at three and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> I mean, that that is a oh, very small number. That, their worst season in like 12 years was two years ago was four and eight. So you're counting on them having their worst season in like 14 years. Uh, and I just, I they ended last year on a four-game winning streak all on the road. I think they showed some real program character or culture, whatever buzzword you like to use. Uh, I don't expect them to be great. I mean, they lost a lot of players. They've had players transfer. They had players go pro. They're breaking in a new quarterback. And the other dicey part of this is they are playing a 12-game schedule of Power 5 competition. So, like, they got no easy outs there, except... All right, Kansas State neutral field, I think they can win that. At Vanderbilt, I think they can win that. I think they can find two Pac-12 victories somewhere else, and there you're at four. And I will take Stanford to cover the very paltry three and a half. I think that's a good uh, that's a good bet. I am uh, going to take the under on Clemson, which is 11 and a half. Mm, okay. So I'm basically going to say Clemson's not going to go undefeated. Right. Which is which is like not outlandish considering the uh, the the you know they open against Georgia, which is uh, are there lines on that already, Sully? Minus three was Clemson was the favorite, right? Post, so they could well lose that game. And here's where I am on on Clemson and their roster right now. They're very good, right? So this is certainly a knock on them. They bring a lot back from that from from everybody back on defense, essentially, right? Um, Pete, how can was, you hate? You always hate Clemson, predicting they'll go eleven and one. You hate them. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's obvious. It's obvious. So clear. Yes. Bias. <laughs> yes. Post Trevor, I think they can lose an ACC game. They are much better than the rest of the ACC. I'll be very clear about that. Are they like untouchable in the ACC right now? Are they that much better? I feel like their offensive line is just okay. All right, DJ Uyunglele is a great player. There will be a learning curve, all right? So with a mediocre offensive line and their talent is robust on defense, but I don't think it's to the level we remember it 
three or four years ago. I, I feel like there's a 15% talent drop in that program from when they were at their national title winning peak, which leaves them susceptible to losing maybe at NC State. It leaves them susceptible to, you know, they had some slobber knockers with Pitt back in the day. Uh, it, you know, figured out, Pitt figured out a way to play them tough. Uh, they go to Louisville in, uh, in, in November, you know, mess around and score 42 on them. So Wake Forest is going to be decent this year with a with a ton of veteran guys back. So I, I just feel like Clemson's going to lose a game. That's uh, that's my that's my bet. It's a it's a pretty simple theory that they will not go undefeated. All right, I'm gonna I'm going with this. Kansas one. That's the over under one. And I'm taking the under, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's the true hater nature gots of this to. podcast. Gods to. <laughs> Got to take the under. I mean, if they're offering one, the smart play here is to take the over. But I'm not doing that. I'm having the fun play. I It all boils down to Friday, September 3rd, when they play the South Dakota Coyotes. <laughs> I mean, they're not even playing the good FCS team from South Dakota. <laughs> they're they're ducking the good co- the good teams in the Dakotas. That's ducking how the Jackrabbits. Ducking the Bison. Yeah. If they do not win that game, though, at Coastal, Baylor, at Duke, at Iowa State, Tech, OU, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, at Texas, at TCU. At this point, you're just waving the white flag. West Virginia. <laughs> Ofer. Yeah. Huh? It could happen. It can absolutely happen. That felt long just you reading it. Imagine playing that schedule <laughs> <laughs> with that team. Oh, You better be jacked up for South Dakota. And yes, I expect this broadcast to be played to motivate the Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> there you go. Show me Lance, up, fellas. Show Lance me Leipold's going to have this on an audio loop in the locker room. No doubt about they're it. Gonna, they're going to be like that asshole on this podcast that we lose to everybody. Yeah. I'm taking hey, the under, baby. Taking the under on one. <laughs> That's a season ticket. Uh, that's a season ticket promotion if there ever was one. <laughs> Who are these people that will spend their Labor Day weekend Friday at the Kansas-South Dakota game? I mean, if you're from South Dakota, that's like going to Paris, right? Yeah, I guess so. Lawrence is nice. Lawrence is nice. All right. Yeah. Big All right, should we Kansas do another City round? Airport? Or is this run its course? Lightning round. Okay. <laughs> Lightning round. Here we go. Lightning round. We'll go quick. <laughs> okay. Lightning round, round five. I'm taking Northwestern and the over. It's a risk because they lost everybody. But here's the schedule to start. Michigan State, I think that's a W. Indiana State, definitely a W. At Duke, I think that's a W. Ohio, I think that's a W. So you're right there. You're 4-0 at Nebraska. Why can't they win that? 5-0. Then Rutgers comes in. You could have six, you could start 6-0 without even being very good. The schedule is set up. Then all you got to do is pick off one more at the end, either Purdue at home or at Illinois, and there you've got seven wins. The over the the number is six and a half. Uh, I think Pat Fitzgerald has built the program to a point where they're just going to be a seven-win team no matter what, and sometimes better than that. So given the schedule, given the crossover Big Ten games, give me the over on six and a half. I don't know if that qualified as lightning, but we'll, uh, we'll go. I'm going to take East Carolina four and a half. I think East Carolina has been built to the point where it's a bowl team. I expect them to win six. They start App State neutral, South Carolina home at Marshall. They got to win one of those three. 
And I think they'll find some wins in the AAC, which isn't quite what it used to be. So go Holton Ayers. Uh, they got two great tailbacks. And I am in on the Pirates. Lightning round. I'm going to go Ohio State is 11. I'm going to take the over. I think that's a there's a value there because there's no hook like the Clemson. Will they lose a game? I think they beat Oregon at, at home. That's their big one. And then you'd basically have to lose two Big Ten games, which does not really happen for Ohio State. Uh, I don't see it. So I, I love the, the, the lack of a hook there. So I'm going to take Ohio State over. They may end up 11 and 1, but you don't lose any money. So, do you root for ties, Dan? Like when you watch games, do you hope they do you hope teams tie? <laughs> I root that. for not losing money. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when I'm gambling, oh yeah. Yeah, I'll take a push. You'll take a push on that. I, I, they 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 should all really have a hook. Uh, I'm glad they don't. I'm glad they don't. All right, one last gambling bit of advice. Uh congratulations to our old boss at Yahoo, Dave Morgan, whose son well, really, congratulations to Eli Morgan. Uh, starting Friday night for Cleveland in Major League Baseball. First start. Incredible. Tremendous. So Amazing. I am betting on Eli delivering Cleveland a victory. Good job, my man. Good job. How cool is that for Dave? Probably goes to Cleveland tonight, sits in the stands, buys a beer, watches Friday. his kid deal in the majors. That's pretty neat. I am yep. driving over. I'm going. Are, Are you? you? Awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's it's, great, I, Dan. Almost nothing would make me watch baseball other than Eli Morgan getting a start. I've known that kid since he was 10. I'm very excited. Awesome. I will be in Cleveland Friday night. Come on out and watch. So, uh, the Cuyahoga Warriors. As we know, we're, we're doing everything we can out here to uh, get people vaccinated. There's a, there's a lottery. You can win a million bucks in, in Ohio. You can get free Uber rides. You can get $10 cards here and there. Whatever. They'll do anything. And uh, Credit to uh, the great local officials in Las Vegas, Nevada, who did a very Las Vegas thing and set up in a pop-up clinic in, well, the AP's calling it a strip club. I prefer gentlemen's club. <laughs> I prefer gentlemen's club. I don't think that we need to, you know. AP style, I, what is it? Well, I, you know, it's really not. Gentlemen might be sexist now. So I may be, I, I should be canceled for calling it a gentleman's club. Sorry. <laughs> Entertainment club, entertainment club. Uh, the Las Vegas Ballet. Anyway, great AP headline, AP lead here. Wearing a French-made-inspired lingerie costume <laughs> and high heels, <laughs> dancer Jojo Hamner waited patiently to get her COVID-19 vaccine in a line that snaked past a glitterly ho glittery hostess stand under a red-light chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> When it was her turn, Hamner sat in a chair and held on to a small feather duster that completed her costume while the nurse administrated the shot into her already exposed arm. <laughs> she waited for observation and got back up on the stage. All right. This is just the most Vegas thing I've ever seen, she said. Hey, Ma, I got quoted in the AP article. Oh, really? Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Uh, they did it. Oh. This is good. We need all, we, everyone's got to play their part in the vaccine thing. But are are you the guy in Vegas who 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 says, you know, I, I'm resistant. I don't know. I haven't got it yet. And finally, you find out they're giving them out for free at the Hustler Club. Hon, I got to go. I'm going to go get my going to a pop up clinic. 
Oh, that's great. Where is it? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then Just you need like two hours of observation, of course. Oh, many hours. I was a little lightheaded. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't, could, didn't want to drive. Uh, very, you know. Pat, if you had not already been vaccinated, would this put you over the top? Well, I mean, you know, you got to know your audience. And, and this, I think, in <laughs> Vegas is especially astute. Uh, I, I, I applaud the ingenuity of it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like very trite now for states to offer up the million dollars to like five people. So Vegas is going its own way and saying, you know, come down to the Hustler Club and get your shot. Hey, <laughs> you know, and then, I mean, I guess you, you offer them some of the Magic City wings to come back for the second shot, you know, or whatever it takes. <laughs> um, I bet if, if, if Lou Williams wasn't vaccinated, we know how we can get him vaccinated. That's right. Um, <laughs> Genius move by Vegas. Well done. Uh, I applaud you all. And I hope that everybody who goes in there comes out with a Band-Aid on their arm and and nothing else that they shouldn't get there. (laughs) (laughs) So can you imagine like the AP reporter, how giddy they are? Like they get this assignment. I mean... you could write that story in like eight minutes, right? <laughs> like you're you're just like you. Maybe it takes longer because you have so much material. You're like the chandelier. You find the stripper in the costume in line. Like that's like Christmas for a reporter when just you get that strip club water. vaccination story. The feather duster, just, yeah. just yes, add water and you got the story. I, I, just yeah. The, kudos to that AP. That that is like an all time assignment, you know. <laughs> and the assignment is like I had to go to. Oh, I had to go. Yes. Michelle L. Price wrote it. There's another quote in here. Uh, I was going to wait. I will tell you that, said Las Vegas resident Michael Myers as he stood between a full-length picture of a naked woman and a sign promoting social distancing and other behaviors to mitigate the virus spread. Myers' wife, Lisa Harper, said he changed his mind when she told him they could both get it at the Hustler Club. Whoa. (laughs) I said, Flint's Hustler? She said, yeah. I said, oh, let me consider. (laughs) (laughs) I I did a story. um, Speaking of working in the strip club, I guess I did a story uh, when Floyd Mayweather was fighting Conor McGregor. He said that he was hanging out at his uh, his own gentleman's club or whatever they were calling it. Uh, It's called Girl Collection. And uh, (laughs) he had his his place. He trained and go hang out there to like three, four in the morning. So I said, hey, can I stop by tonight? Will you talk to me if I'm there? He says, yeah. So I go to write this story of basically how Floyd Mayweather, this thing is so in the bag that he's hanging out at his gentleman's club the night before the fight. And uh, I had to sit there and wait. I'm sitting there like I am actually like actually working. I actually am working. And Floyd came in, gave, gave me an interview. It was pretty good. Uh, then he handled Conor McGregor pretty easily. But uh, I was like, here we go. This is an assignment that uh, 15-year-old me would not have believed is possible. <laughs> On the expense report, did you write, you know, I $20 just, cover? No, the charge. problem, and I was like trying to just like, because the, they're coming over. I'm like, nah, I just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what to <laughs> This is not something Do you like I flip need your to... laptop up and put on a fedora with press on it. Just trying so, you know, to just like, to... yeah, just leave me alone over here. I'm waiting for Floyd. Wait, he said, meet me here. He'll be here eventually. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know if he's doing the vax, but if you're in Vegas, keep an eye out. No excuses, Vegas. No excuses. <laughs> 
No, I mean, the Rebels are one and a half on their win total. So you don't have much to look forward to this fall. So it's uh, <laughs> one and a half. We got to check that one. Out. We're going to do more of these. We got to do more of that. Uh, I hope Sully keep tally. Keep that tally. I'm feeling really good about my picks right now. Uh, <laughs> all right. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for making us part of it. We will be back next week for more college sports talk.